Blog Talk Radio. You have just connected with the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. This is Robert Rogers. I document the recovery of people who have the symptoms of Parkinson's and who are getting sustained and incredible relief and individuals who are feeling a great deal better day by day, month by month, year by year. In this particular radio program series, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, I interview individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's, and they tell us what they do to feel better. And I also interview health care practitioners, individuals who are medical doctors, naturopaths, psychologists, physical therapists. I could spend the rest of the program listing all of the different qualifications of individuals I've actually interviewed. Today, I also interview a healthcare practitioner who is, I believe, at the cutting edge of what psychology and therapy is really all about. Dr. Steve Fenwick is an individual that I've known about now for about six years, and I follow his work with great admiration. He really, I think, is figuring out how it is possible to get to those unconscious reasons why we don't do the kinds of things we know we need to do in order to be able to heal and come back into full balance. This is, I must say, at the outset, an amazing interview and an incredible explanation of his approach for being able to identify what are the blocks, what are the reasons why people don't recover despite the fact that their heads are trying to help them get better. And he gives you a play-by-play description of exactly how he goes about helping his parents, patients, from a healthcare practitioner point of view, feel better. So it's an amazing interview, and now we're going to move to the first section of this incredible interview with Dr. Stephen Fenwick. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery, and my guest today is Dr. Steve Fenwick, who I believe is on the cutting edge of what is happening in psychology today. Steve, tell us about yourself. Thanks, uh, Robert. So I am a licensed mental health counselor here in the state of Washington. I have a practice in Olympia. And uh, I've been a counselor and therapist for about 30 years or so, worked in a variety of different um, clinics and mental health centers and private practice. And uh, I also have a background in process-oriented psychology, which I did another interview with Robert earlier on that. Um, Did that for many years, and more recently I've been training in energy psychology and particularly a type of energy psychology called dynamic energetic healing, which is what I want to talk about today. Now, when it comes to mental health counseling, most people think of a person who's lying down on a couch, like a a Freudian couch, and the counselor is then saying, tell me about your problems and your concerns, and so there's a lot of two-way discussion. But you really don't do that kind of work. You do something that's called energy psychology. What is that all about? Well, energy psychology is relatively new type of psychology, although some people have been doing it since the 70s. And it's uh, a type of psychology that has its roots in um, an, a field called applied kinesiology. And it's based on the idea that we are energy bodies as well as physical bodies and have a mental and emotional 
makeup, we also have an energetic field, an energetic makeup. So uh, energy psychology works with the energy field of the body. Uh, you may be familiar with the idea of acupuncture in Chinese medicine, which is another way of working with the energy field of the body. In that case, they um, use needles to um, change the flow of energy in the body. The needles are um, put into points in the body called meridian points. Energy psychology also uses the Chinese meridian system and meridian points, but instead of needles, we have the client tap on points of the body while you think about different issues or problems and concerns, and it actually balances and shifts the energy in your body and creates healing of various issues that you want to address in your body. So the history of it is that um, a guy named, it was a chiropractor back in the 60s named um, Goodhart, developed applied kinesiology, which uses muscle testing to test the energy field of the body. And the way muscle testing works is um, <clears throat> the patient holds out an arm. Usually it can be done on different muscles, but usually it's done on the arm using the shoulder muscles. And so you uh, hold out an arm and the practitioner presses evenly on the muscle. And if there's good energy flow in that muscle, then it tests strong. And if there's a weak energy flow, it tests weak. So the thing that Goodhart discovered is that different types of substances uh, influence the testing of the muscle. For instance, if you hold, um, say, a supplement, a nutritional supplement that's good for you in your energy field, then the muscle will test strong. If you hold a supplement which is bad for you or a substance like, say, sugar or something that you shouldn't be eating, um, that will test weak. The same with emotions. If you think about a positive emotion, the energy will be strong. It's a good energy flow. If you uh, think about something negative, then the energy will test weak. And the same thing also um, if you make a true statement, like if you say, like if I say my name is Steve, then my muscle will test strong. Or if I say something false, like my name is George, then the muscle will test weak. Also, you can get yes-no answers from your deeper self. So if you ask a question and the answer from your deepest self is a yes, then the muscle will be strong. If the answer is no, then the muscle will be weak. So this is one way we get information from your your deepest self about various issues. Um, you can ask various questions to the deeper self or your highest inner wisdom and get yes-no answers. So energy psychology works with muscle testing and various types of energetic interventions. Um, such as uh, the meridian acup acupuncture points, the um, chakra points, which are is another related energetic system in the body, and uh, we we use sound interventions. Um, some kinds of sounds are healing, such such as using the Tibetan bowl or um, certain kinds of drumming, for instance, um, rattles and so on. So we can test which types of interventions are needed for different problems and then test to see if we're getting if we're getting good results with the muscle testing
So I am now with uh, Dr. Steve Fenwick, and what we can do is we can just muscle test uh, what he just suggested on myself. So I'm going to hold out my arm right now, and I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is, my name is Sally, and then he's going to muscle test that. And as it turns out, <laughs> I was trying, but I wasn't able to hold my uh, hand up level to the ground, so it flopped right down. Now I'm going to say, my name is Robert, and... And so, so what Steve is saying is very, very strong. We'll be right back with Dr. Steve Fenwick. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery, and you are listening to my interview with mental health counselor and psychologist Stephen Fenwick. If you haven't heard, Parkinson's Recovery is sponsoring a cruise to Alaska. Seven days. We leave on May the 3rd from Seattle, and it's going to be a most incredible experience. If you sign up for this seven-day experience, it's going to only cost the equivalent of $100 a day. But you've got to sign up by February 12th. In, in, in essence, it's the most incredible opportunity for a getaway vacation I have ever seen in my life. Parkinson's Recovery is partnering with Twin Harbor Travel. And basically, you'll contact them and make your reservations through them and get all of the support and assistance you need for being able to figure out how you get to Seattle on a plane and then from Seattle how you get to the ship and then, of course, how you get back home, uh, depending on where you live in Canada, Europe, or the United States. We have many people who are coming on the cruise. And I do want to say something about the experience. We'll be doing free workshops uh, throughout the seven days. And the whole goal of this is to expose everybody present to new and exciting ideas and experiences. In other words, our whole idea is to uh, provide you with some experiences you simply can't have the opportunity to have where you live or what you've done in your life. So we're looking for presenters, and we've already got on board a number of presenters who will be talking about some of the most incredible work that is, in fact, helping individuals with the symptoms of Parkinson's get sustained and incredible relief from their symptoms. Uh, are we all about promoting any particular program that's going to guarantee everybody's going to get better? Of course not. That's not what Parkinson's recovery is all about. We essentially are scanning the universe and talking to people from Israel, Britain, France, China, Japan, United States, Canada, South America. We're talking to everybody out there who has stories about what they're doing to help individuals with symptoms of Parkinson's. And we do know from our, our documentation that there are many, many individuals out there who are getting sustained relief from their symptoms. There are even some individuals who are symptom-free today. One of those individuals, Daniel Loney from Israel, teaches Tai Chi. He's had Parkinson's for a number of years and when almost short of going into a nursing home about six or seven years ago when he discovered Tai Chi. And today he is symptom-free virtually. You'll have an opportunity to experience some of Daniel Loney's Work Tai Chi workshops on the Parkinson's Recovery Cruise. So no money out for the workshops. It's all free. It's a part of what we're doing as a part of meeting our mission at Parkinson's Recovery. I hope you'll consider investigating this as a possibility because I promise you it will be the experience of a lifetime, not only for all of those present, but for those of us who will be presenters, including myself and Deborah Russell. Now back to my pre-recorded second part of my interview with, and I must admit this is a most uh, fascinating discussion, with Dr. Steve Fenwick.
Tell us about the history of energy psychology. So as I was saying, um, this started out as applied kinesiology back in the 60s, and it was mostly chiropractors that were doing applied kinesiology and working with various medical problems with it. Um, then a, a psychiatrist named John Diamond from Australia went and studied with Goodhart, and he began applying it to psychiatric and emotional problems. And uh, so he developed what was called behavioral kinesiology. So that was kind of the beginning of energy psychology. And then an American uh, psychologist named Roger Callahan went to study with John Diamond and learned what he was doing. And then he developed some further innovations and experimented more in terms of clinical practice with people. And uh, so he developed uh, what was called thought field therapy, or TFT, which was probably the, the very beginnings of energy psychology in America was Callahan's TFT thought field therapy. Then a number of different psychologists and mental health practitioners studied with Callahan and various people made various innovations on it and um, developed various schools of energy psychology. So there's a number of different schools, different techniques, different methods. One of the most um, prominent ones is one called Emotional Freedom Technique, or EFT. And um, actually, it was an engineer, a guy named Gary Craig, who was studying with Callahan, at, um, I believe back in the 70s and 80s, who uh, decided he could simplify it. He was a very pragmatic, engineering-type guy. And he thought, let's just boil this down to the basic essentials and create a, a technique that anybody can learn and apply to any kind of problem, whether it's physical or mental. So he developed this thing called the emotional freedom technique. And it's a pretty simple method where you you think about what problem you want help with, whether it's uh, depression or a physical problem, um, could even be Parkinson's. And you think about the problem and you go through a series of tapping on various points, which is easily learned. So um, first of all, you correct any what we call reversals in your system by pressing on a, or tapping on a point while you make a self-affirmation statement. Um, and so the reason you do that is sometimes if you have self-doubt around a certain issue, it can block the healing effects of the tapping intervention. So by doing a self-acceptance sta statement around the problem, for instance, um, if say you're feeling bad about yourself for having Parkinson's disease, for instance, which is understandable. Lots of people do feel bad about themselves uh, with any kind of problem. So you would press on the point and you would say, even though I have this problem, even though I have Parkinson's disease, for instance, I completely and totally accept myself. And you press on that point and that corrects any reversals around that issue. And then you think about the problem, which thinking about the problem kind of pulls that problem up in your energy field. It's kind of like pulling up that file on your computer's hard drive. So thinking about the problem and then tapping on the points. And you actually go through a sequence of um, points that take you through every 
meridian in the Chinese energy system. And all the meridians in the Chinese energy system connect to different organs of the body, like the liver, the kidney, the lungs, etc. And they also connect to different emotional systems. For instance, in Chinese medicine, the liver is connected with anger, the kidneys are connected with fear, the lungs are connected with grief, and so on. So you systematically balance and clear all the energy systems in your body while you think about that particular issue. And um, it, it, it's gotten remarkable results with a wide range of, of medical and psychological problems and addictions. Almost any problem you can think of, um, they, the EFT people say, try it with anything. Try it with anything you want. And so I would recommend that as a good self-help tool for any kind of problem, including Parkinson's. There's an EFT website. It's um, www.emofree.com, emofree for emotional freedom. And on that website, there's a um, PDF file that you can download that tells you how to do the EFT system. It's pretty easy to teach yourself how to do it. And... Um, also on the website, you can look up any problem and you can read testimonials by people who have gotten results um, using EFT with particular problems. And in fact, there are some positive reports on that website with people who have used it with Parkinson's disease. So um, that's EFT is one of the methods that energy psychology uses. There's a number of other methods. And then I started studying energy psychology with a guy named Howard Brockman, who um, he and a group of other therapists there down in Salem, Oregon, um, back in the 90s, were studying energy psychology from a number of different methods and schools and techniques. And they were coming back to Salem and meeting with each other, and they began to try things out on themselves and figure out sort of what was the best what were the best methods and how they could be applied to different problems and out of that they developed something called dynamic energetic healing which sort of took the best of the best um, energy psychology methods and muscle testing and created a protocol out of that and so I I went down to Salem and studied with Howard Brockman and uh, learned dynamic energetic healing Howard also took some things from uh, my teacher Arnold Mandel of process-oriented psychology, integrated that into dynamic energetic healing, and also he had been studying shamanism as well and integrated some of that into dynamic energetic healing. So dynamic energetic healing um, takes the best of energy psychology, some process-oriented psychology principles, and some shamanic um, methods and techniques and combines them all together. And um, I found it to be extremely effective. I'm getting very good results with a wide range of psychological and physical issues and problems in my practice. I know everybody is now sitting on the edge of their seats wondering, whoa, that's pretty cool. So he's taking the best of the best and combining all of that together in the work that he does. When a client comes to see you then, what they really are receiving is the dynamic energy healing treatments. How does that work exactly? Somebody comes to see you, what really happens? So when I do dynamic energetic healing, um, the first thing we do is establish an intention. Um, so what is it you want to achieve? Uh, you want to alleviate your depression? Do you want to uh, go forward in your career? Do you want to alleviate a symptom? 
a, a physical or, or medical symptom. And so we we formulate the intention, we write it down, and then we begin muscle testing. And we do some preliminary muscle testing to make sure that we're getting good muscle testing results. Uh, we have to make sure you're well hydrated so the muscles have enough water to do their thing right. And we test all that stuff. And once we're getting good results, then we test the intention. And we ask to see if the intention's in alignment with your, your highest wisdom, your highest self. In other words, is it just something your own ego wants or is it something that you your deepest soul really says is important for you? Is that really the priority right now in your life to attain this intention? And if it is, um, then we go forward. If it's not, then we, we modify the intention and craft the intention until we, we get one that does test strong. And then once we have the intention, there's a protocol we follow and it's all guided by muscle testing. And... Uh, so the first step in the protocol is clearing what are called reversals. Now, reversals are something that was discovered in energy psychology. Um, and what what that means is when there's a psychological reversal, it means something inside of you is reversed around a certain issue. It's like the energy is reversed or you're say your willpower is reversed. I think we've all experienced that at times in our lives. For instance, say um, you might tell yourself, um, I want to um, achieve a certain goal. Let's say I want to go on a diet and lose weight. And you set that intention, but you are always doing things to sabotage it. Um, so that could be a reversal inside. Often reversals are connected to a lack of self-acceptance around a particular issue. So we have the client test uh, what we call reversal statements. So um, you could have the client say, I want to heal, transform, and grow. And you muscle test that statement. So they make the statement, I want to heal, transform, and grow. And I test, and so if the muscle is strong, when they say that, there's no reversal. Then I have them say, I don't want to heal, transform, and grow, and the muscle should test weak. But in some cases, when they say, I want to heal, transform, and grow, that tests weak, and I, I don't want to test strong. So that's a reversal. And again, uh, so there's a series of statements I have a make. So I want to heal, transform, and grow. It's safe to heal, transform, and grow. I deserve to heal, transform, and grow. It's possible to heal, transform, and grow. I know that I will heal, transform, and grow. So if any of those are reversed, we've got a general reversal going on. So if there's a general reversal, then we then test to see what we need to do to clear that general reversal. And so we we then ask about energy interventions. Um, and basically, I just use my intuition like um, on intervention. So um, would this be best cleared by using EFT, for instance, emotional freedom technique, and we get yes or no, or would this be best cleared by using a sound intervention like the Tibetan bowl, or would it best be cleared by using a chakra intervention? And um, so once we test the intervention, then we apply the intervention, and then we test again to see if the problem is cleared, and usually it is. If it's not, then we find another intervention to completely clear it. And we test to see if it's cleared on 
on different levels. We test to see if it's cleared on the conscious level, the unconscious level, the body level, the soul level, the auric field level, which is the energy field level, and the chakra level. Chakras, by the way, come out of the yogic system, and they have to do with energy centers in different parts of the body in the energy field. So that's the f- the next step is clearing the, the general reversal. And then on the, the intention, there's reversals as well. Say your intention is to uh, eliminate Parkinson's disease from your life. So then we would test that intention. Um, we would say, you know, I want to, it's safe to, I deserve to, it's possible to, I know that I will. So again, there can be specific reversals around an intention as well as just a, a general reversal around healing. So we, after we clear the reversals, then the next thing we do is we find out if there's any objections from any parts of you. So oftentimes our conscious mind thinks we want certain things, but in the unconscious mind there are objections from parts of ourselves. Um, maybe we're getting some hidden benefit from that symptom or problem in our life. Maybe we're getting um, some part of us likes the idea that people are taking care of us or different things like that. So then we see, okay, are there any objections from any part of you around this intention? And if that tests strong, that there's an objection, then we we explore that. You know, what could that possibly be? And so we, the person might guess different things, and we muscle test and find out what exactly those objections are. And then again, we test to see what the best way would be to clear those objections. Then after we've cleared the reversals and the objections, the next step is to clear what we call energetic origins. So energetic origins are traumas that have have occurred in your life around different issues. Uh, So those traumas may contribute to the particular problem or intention that you are working on. So some things may have happened in your life at different ages of your life, and around that trauma maybe you have a lot of um, um, blocked energy or um, negative emotions or limiting beliefs, or there's different aspects of trauma that we clear. So we, through muscle testing, identify exactly what point in your life traumas have occurred and uh, find out exactly what happened and we systematically clear those traumas. And in dynamic energetic healing, we clear not only traumas from this lifetime, but we clear traumas from past lives as well, from between lifetimes, and from ancestors. Ancestors means things that happened to your ancestors way back, could be your parents, grandparents, or even further back in time, way, way back, things get passed down through families. Um, recurring problems occur through families. So um, if something happened from an ancestor on your father's side or your mother's side, we identify that through muscle testing, how many generations back it was, and then we, we clear that as well. So um, in talking with Robert about Parkinson's, um, Robert, um, you you inform me that uh, you believe trauma is often a contributing factor to Parkinson's. Maybe you can say a bit about that, that getting traumas cleared out can be an important part of healing from Parkinson's. 
That is truly critical as far as what we've been able to discover, that traumas lie at the root of what is creating the symptoms of Parkinson's. Toxins are also a factor, but when trauma is present, trauma tends to uh, invite the body to hold the toxins in the body without releasing them. So a lot of people go to quite a bit of uh, trouble and effort to do detoxes and to rid their bodies of heavy metals and pesticides and other noxious uh, materials. And those are not particularly successful because the reality is that the body is holding on to all of that because there's trauma involved. So it really is critical in order to be able to have a complete and full healing from the symptoms of Parkinson's to address uh, the uh, issue of trauma in the body. So it sounds like you figured out ways of being able to identify the origin of a particular trauma, even though an individual may not know when that trauma actually occurred in their life. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So oftentimes our conscious minds don't really know about the traumas that occurred. Um, you know, it, it could even be in utero or at birth or in very early childhood where you don't really have a memory of it. So in traditional therapy, talk therapy, you can spend years, such as in psychoanalysis and so on, you know, talking, uh, free associating and so on to uncover trauma or um, some therapists use hypnotic regression or different things to uncover trauma. But um, the neat thing about energy psychology is in one session, you can pinpoint exactly where all the traumas occurred around a particular issue, um, what ages they occurred, um, if they occurred in utero or even past lives. Um, so you get a whole list, basically, just in one session of where the traumas occurred. And then we systematically... Um, go through. So the next thing we do is ask, okay, what's the, the first priority trauma that needs to be addressed on this intention? And um, we muscle test to find out where, what that is. And then um, we go through and um, if the client has a memory around that, then we explore that a little bit. Um, one thing about traditional therapy that I think psychologists now are just starting to learn about is that some of the traditional talk therapies, when they go back into traumas, actually inadvertently re-traumatize the patient. And just just talking about it again or bringing up all those old memories and feelings can, can re-traumatize you unless it's done correctly. So some of the new trauma therapies are learning ways to um, heal those traumas without re-traumatizing. And I think energy psychology is at the forefront of that because... Instead of spending years in talk therapy, you can immediately identify what the trauma is. You don't have to talk extensively about it or cathart a lot of emotions or, you know, scream and cry and pound pillows or whatever. You can just think about it and tap on some points or do an energetic intervention and the trauma starts to immediately clear out of your system. And then we test the muscle test to make sure that it has cleared. And so sometimes the clearing is so subtle that clients wonder if anything's really happening. You know, they go, wow, you know, I didn't have a big catharsis or anything. It just, we did this muscle testing and tapped on some points and tested that it was gone. So I don't know if anything really happened. 
Other times clients do have emotions come up or various feelings and they know a shift has happened, but sometimes not. But I guess the proof is in the pudding. What what often happens is clients um, come back and say, wow, you know, whatever we did is working because this intention is now happening in my life. My life's changing. Things are getting better. And uh, I see this happening really quickly with my clients. I'm actually a pretty pragmatic guy, even though this stuff can sound pretty woo-woo to a lot of people. But what convinced me is is seeing the results. So... Um, I'm seeing quicker results with this kind of therapy than most any other kind of therapy I've done so far in terms of clearing out traumas, particularly. Some people with the symptoms of Parkinson's uh, may be listening to this discussion and thinking, I've never had any traumas in my life. It just can't be true for me. What you're saying is it's possible that the traumas occurred at such an early age, for example, embryo or at the very early months of infancy, when the individual really didn't have any ability to cognitively understand what is happening, and that through your innovative approach, you're able to actually identify that, in fact, that might be the source of a trauma that is contributing to the symptoms the person is experiencing. Yeah, that's correct. So you, your conscious mind may have no memory of the trauma, or it may, it may be a minor thing that you've discarded. You may have a memory of it, but you don't think of it as a trauma. You know, your, maybe your parents were yelling at you a lot or whatever, and you sort of as well, that's just the way it was, you know, in my childhood. It was no big deal. We kind of, the conscious mind tends to, as a way to survive those things, we tend to um, minimize them or be in denial about them or whatever. And so they may affect us a lot more than we think they they're affecting us. Also, there can be things that happened, say, at birth, in the birth process or in utero. Sometimes... Um, you know that embryo in the utero in in the in the womb is is taking all this in in that state it's like um for instance if your mother was smoking or um drinking alcohol you know that embryo is taking it in same thing if she's going through something traumatic in her life say um having a lot of fears or doubts about the pregnancy or um conflicts about being pregnant or fighting with her partner or her husband or whatever, um, all of that gets taken in by the embryo and can affect, it's like that little soul's in there coming to the world and feeling all that stuff and, and just absorbing it. So it, it may affect you in many more ways than you realize. So by muscle testing, we can find out exactly when the traumas occurred um, we can ask questions about, could it be this? Was there an accident, say, or was there? Was it about emotional abuse, or was it about this or that, and find out the answers. Sometimes through muscle testing, it's indicated that we need to find out more information by using hypnotic regression. And, so the, and then if the muscle testing indicates that we use hypnotic regression, then we do that. We re use hypnosis to regress back to find out more information about that. Sometimes even to past lives, which most people, of course, have no memories of. And also, you don't even have to believe in past lives. I mean, a lot of people think, well, past lives, that's pretty weird stuff. I don't know if I believe in that or not. Well, you know, at first I didn't know if I believed in past lives myself. But um, but if you don't have a belief in past lives, you can still do the work and 
take the past life memory as a metaphor. Um, whatever memory came, comes up can be like a metaphor, like a story picture of something going on in your life now because it's like a recurring pattern that, that whether it's a past life or a metaphor, it's like a pattern in your life that can be cleared that way. We'll be right back with Dr. Steve Fenwick after this short station break. I'm Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery, and you are listening to my most incredible interview with Dr. Steve Fenwick, mental health counselor and psychologist. Parkinson's Recovery has a global presence. We really hear from individuals in virtually every country on earth. The first Jumpstart to Wellness event is now official. We will be in uh, Vancouver Island on March the 26th, which is a Friday, and March the 26th, which is a Saturday. You are invited to get information about that by visiting our main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com, and consider the possibility of joining us for that first event of 2010. We do have intentions of scheduling a Jumpstart to Wellness event on the West Coast in Chicago and also on the East Coast for 2010. And then 2011, we will be offering Jumpstart to Wellness programs across countries in Europe, Asia, and South America. Jumpstart to Wellness isn't about sitting in a large audience and listening to people like myself lecture like you might hear at, at a university. We don't do that. We literally help you with learning skills, self-help tools that can help you get relief from your symptoms. We're all about experiences. We're all about helping you learn what you need to do to be able to get relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. So if you're thinking that it'll be boring, I can assure you that's not the case. We're live, we're real, we are experiential, we don't talk at you, we work with you. So everyone is invited to get more information about our event on Vancouver Island in Canada in celebration of the Winter Olympics, which is soon to be in Vancouver. Now back to the third part of my incredible interview with Dr. Steve Fenwick. When a person actually comes to you then and says, for example, the following, I'm really not feeling very well. I have virtually all of the symptoms of Parkinson's. I can't sleep at night, I have constipation, I can't talk, I freeze when I walk, I have a tremor in my right hand, and they also list another 40 or 50 other symptoms. I'm taking four different kinds of medications, none of them seem to help. I'd like to be able to get help from you. And begin to work and do some of the muscle testing that you've described, and what you identify are some psychological reversals. Now, the person might then look at you and say, but, but wait a minute, of course I want to feel better. I'm not feeling well at all. What do you mean I've got some psychological reversals? What do you mean there's something inside me that says I really don't want to feel better? What is that all about? Well, you know, our conscious mind can really want something and really believe that, you know, that's what we want. But sometimes there's a part of us inside that may feel conflicted about it. Uh, for instance, um, let's say a person wants to quit smoking and they say, well, I really, really want to quit smoking. But something inside is saying, it's like in the unconscious mind, is going, well, I, want, I like those cigarettes. I, that uh, helps me relax. It gives me a break, you know, of 
if I, if I didn't smoke, I, I, I'd be working all day and I wouldn't have any breaks. Um, so something inside is saying, wait a minute, I'm not sure I want that change in my life, even though the conscious mind is saying, yes, I want it. Or it could be a lack of self-acceptance. Um, for instance, um, feeling I don't deserve this in my life. Consciously, I might think I deserve it, but unconsciously, something inside might say, well, I don't know if I deserve that, or I don't know if it's really possible. So it's like a, a, a seed of doubt is in there, and, and that, that will cause the reversal. Even if it's not conscious, that little seed of doubt in there causes a reversal. So um, by just... So, the, the, again, the proof is in the pudding. So, so I don't have to rationally talk them into believing that they have that reversal. We just muscle test, okay? So we say, I want to, I want to be free of Parkinson's. Um, and that test's weak. I don't want to be free of Parkinson's. That test's strong. Oh, okay, that's a reversal. See, you, just, the, you can actually feel the muscle get strong when you say, I don't want to. Or if you say... I deserve to heal from Parkinson's and it tests weak. And then you say, I don't deserve, and that tests strong. Well, you actually feel there's the muscle stronger when you say, I don't deserve it. So we just think, okay. So you don't even have to explore that in, in depth psychologically or do cognitive therapy to change the belief. You you just think about it and do an energetic intervention, and it corrects the reversal. This sounds really like a, a, a quick and almost dirty way of being able to address some profound issues that a person might be experiencing. It sounds like once they're identified, they're cleared, and that's it. Home run. That's right. So, um, yeah, so once something's cleared, we can test it. We can muscle test to see if it's cleared, and then oftentimes the person will actually feel those changes in their life happening. They start feeling different about themselves or about their intentions or so on. Sometimes um, the reversals will come up several sessions in a row because something inside that person keeps going back to the old belief system. But usually after several times of correcting the reversal, it sticks. Um, if it's a real chronic reversal, we can set that as an intention to maintain um, that, that we don't have reversals in that area and, and set that as an intention and do a whole protocol just on that intention to, to really stabilize the intention. A person then might be able to listen to this and to say, okay, let me consider the possibility that I might be getting something out of my symptoms, whatever it is. Maybe I'm getting some pleasure. Maybe people are paying attention to me. Who knows what it is? But the fact is, I think about it, I think about it, I pontificate, I analyze it, and I can't quite figure out what is really going on. I can't figure out why my real self doesn't really want to get well. By your particular approach, you're able to, without a lot of talk or pontificating on what's going on, you're able to identify the source of really what's going on. Do I understand that right? Right, because your your deepest self knows what's going on inside. You're your, your deep unconscious mind, which is connected to your, your deepest soul's wisdom, um, has all that information. Even though your conscious mind wants to understand, oftentimes the conscious mind really doesn't understand or has a limited understanding of what's going on. Whereas the muscle testing will tap right into 
what your deepest wisdom inside knows about what's going on. When you're muscle testing then, the body is answering. It's not the mind that's thinking through the answers. It's that the body knows the answer. So the mind might think one thing, but the muscle test might reveal something else. Is that right? That's right. So the body is connected to your deepest self and to the energy flow of your energy body. So, yeah, so oftentimes we have a conflict or a split between what our conscious mind knows and understands and what our deepest self connected with our body and soul understand and know. Many people who have the symptoms of Parkinson's have been getting uh, extensive psychotherapy to be able to address traumas that they know that they have experienced. It sounds like from your explanation, your feeling is that the dynamic healing, uh, energy healing approach is a vast improvement over uh, talk therapy because it eliminates the possibility of re-traumatizing the person. Is that right? That's right. Like, like I said earlier, sometimes the types of talk therapy inadvertently re-traumatize um, the client just by talking endlessly about the trauma and going over and over it. Um, you know, it just brings up all those feelings, but it doesn't really clear the feelings or doesn't really heal them or release the feelings. It just sort of brings them all up again and you just sort of rehash it and, and feel worse when you leave the office instead of better. When you identify a treatment that needs to be given, when you go through this rather elaborate set of checks and questions, you mentioned that EFT is something that can be done, but I understand that there are just a number of different uh, techniques uh, that you can use uh, depending on uh, what you're guided to use. Could you give us a flavor for some of the many different kinds of uh, therapies uh, that can be put into play after you figure out what's going on? Okay, so... Um, there's a number of different interventions that we use. So, um, so one group of them have to do with the the meridian system from Chinese medicine. So EFT is one of those, tapping on the EFT points, or there's other points that can be used or set of points. Um, um, so that's one set of interventions. Another set of interventions has to do with the chakras which again comes from the yogic system and has to do with um, major energy centers that align up and down the body, the core of the body. And um, you can intervene with those a number of ways. Um, again, it's self-administered by the, the client themselves. I just show the client what to do. And um, with the chakra interventions, you can wave your hand in the field of the chakra um, you I sometimes use, um, or you can tap on the chakra point, or I sometimes use a tuning fork, have the, the client ding on a tuning fork and then hold the end of the tuning fork against the chakra point and visualize a color. Um, so there's a number of different chakra interventions that can be used. We can muscle test to see exactly which chakras are out of balance and test those and then do the intervention and then test again to see if they're in balance. And um, so that's another type of intervention we do. Um, there's sound interventions. Um, there's something um, called, there's, there's a thing called the uh, Tibetan bowl, which comes from Tibet, also a Tibetan bell. These are, are things that come out of Tibetan Buddhism that have healing sound energies associated with them. 
So you, it's it's like a metal ball that you can ding or or ring the ball, and it has a healing sound vibration to it. The same with the bell. So if you muscle test that that's what's needed, then that can have a very healing effect on the body. Um, also, another sound invention might be using a drum or a rattle or um, toning with the voice. So those are sound interventions. The processes that you describe are all individualistic, so you are really looking at the specific issues for an individual. Are there any specific sounds or color therapies that are helpful in general uh, to be able to address the issue of trauma? Well, in dynamic energetic healing, it's very individualized. It's all muscle tested, so it's hard to say what would generally help trauma. But uh, I suppose any um, any kind of energy or mind-body practice, such as yoga or tai chi or qigong or whatever, would be helpful for balancing the whole energy field of the body. And those are all helpful practices that you can do on your own for general kinds of energy balancing. What I like so much about the approach that you use is that you're addressing issues that are unconscious to the person, and so they're not going to be able to figure it out on their own. They really need some help, and in this case, they can actually get some help from you. Are you able to provide some assistance to individuals at long distance, for example, through phone consultations, or does the work really have to be done in person here at your clinic offices? When I do the dynamic energetic healing, it has to be done in person because it involves muscle testing, direct muscle testing on your body, uh, you know, with holding your arms out and me pushing on the arms to get results. Um, I do other kinds of counseling by phone. Some kinds of energetic healing can be done by phone, such as um, having you do EFT or different things, energetic interventions. But to actually do the muscle testing has to be done in person. Um, the only other exception to that would be, um, say, if you had a friend or a family member in the area who came to see me and would act as a surrogate, because energy is non-local. Um, quantum physics tells us about that, that um, these effects have to, can be non-local. It's not localized to one time or, or place. So um, consciousness, which is connected to this non-local energy, um, is universal and throughout time and space. So it can be done at a distance. If you have somebody locally that I can muscle test on with your permission and do the interventions on them, then it'll have a non-local effect on you at a distance. You can also, um, if you wanted to come out to Olympia and work with me for several days, a lot of work can be done just over a period of several days or a week, say, um, if you wanted to come and see me. Um, here locally. Um, also, there are energy psychology people around the country, um, different types. Um, you could contact Howard Brockman in Salem to find out if there's any DEH practitioners in your area. Um, uh, Mary Hammond also is a DEH, one of the founders of DEH in um, Salem. There's another person that you could contact. Um, also, there's the associated, I'm sorry, there's the um, 
um, ASEP. It's the um, Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology. They have a website, ACEP, um, and there's a search engine on their, their website to find an energy psychology practitioner in the area. Um, again, there's many types of energy psychology practitioners, and DEH is just one type. How many people across the globe practice DEH, or dynamic energy healing? Um, you know, Robert, I'm not sure of the exact number on that. Um, it's still relatively new. Um, Howard has his training program in Salem. Mary has a separate training program. Um, and I, I haven't really counted up exactly um, how many people have gone through those programs and are practicing DEH at this time. It's it's not a huge number at this time. Is it prevalent in Europe or Japan or Asia, to your knowledge? Not to my knowledge. It's primarily here in America so far. Uh, I know of one practitioner in Toronto, Canada. Um, other than that, I think most of the practitioners are in the U.S. Most of them are here in the Northwest because that's where, um, you know, Howard and Mary have, are located. But there are a few in other parts of the country as well. How do people get in touch with you? Um, you can email me at um, my email address, fenwizard, F-E-N-W-I-Z-A-R-D, at earthlink.net, or you can phone me at area code 360-867-1877. The Olympia that uh, Dr. Steve Fenwick refers to is Olympia, Washington, so that's in Washington State on the west coast of the United States. The uh, Parkinson's Recovery is uh, going to be offering a Jumpstart to Wellness program on the Tuesday and Wednesday following Thanksgiving this year in 2010. One possibility for you might be to uh, schedule attendance at our Jumpstart to Wellness event in Olympia right after Thanksgiving 2010. And you could also schedule an appointment with uh, Dr. Steve Fenwick, who again is uh, also located here locally. We'll be right back with Dr. Steve Fenwick. I am Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. I am currently looking out over the gorgeous waters of the Puget Sound, and I am currently in Olympia, Washington. Parkinson's Recovery will be at Jumpstart to Wellness on Vancouver Island on March the 26th and 27th, and we will also be on the seven-day cruise to Alaska, which leaves from Seattle on May the 3rd. I hope that you might be able to join one or the other or both of those activities as we are helping individuals find ways to get sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. Steve Fenwick talks a great deal about how he works to relieve traumas that people are carrying in the cellular structure of their bodies. I talk extensively about traumas and about toxins in the book that I just released, which is called Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease. You can get information about that book that's available either as a download or as a print book by visiting the following website, www.parkinsonsdisease.me. So that's the word Parkinson's without an apostrophe together with the word disease.me. Now back with my final segment of my previously recorded interview with mental health counselor and psychologist, Dr. Steve Fenwick. 
as you've described, uh, it is uh, going to be uh, difficult for people to find individuals uh, who practice dynamic energy healing, uh, especially people who live in Canada, South America, China, Japan, Europe, or any of the Asian countries or anywhere else in the world except the United States. If a person decides they'd like to be able to come to Olympia, Washington, stay a few days and uh, get some assistance from you, can you explain some about how that would actually work? Would you see them once a day, twice a day? How long would you see them? How would it actually be scheduled out? Well, if you came to see me from another part of the country, um, you know, we could schedule a time when I could do some intensive work. Uh, generally, the sessions are an hour and a half to two hours. And, um, you know, if you came from out of town, we could possibly schedule uh, two sessions a day um, or once a day, depending, you know, what your energy level is. And, and some people, for some people, two sessions a day might feel like too much to do in one day. Or So it's... it's it's negotiated basic, basically according to your needs and you know how much time you have and how much work needs to be done and so on. So on. I do take um, many types of health insurance uh, since I am a licensed mental health counselor. For those who don't have health insurance, um, my normal fee is um, 160 for an hour and a half session and. Um, if people are having financial problems and no insurance, I offer a sliding fee or um, um, a discounted rate um, that goes anywhere between 70 to 160 per session. And again, how do people get in touch with you if they'd like to be able to schedule an appointment? Um, again, my... Email is fenwizard, F-E-N-W-I-Z-A-R-D, at earthlink.net. And my phone number is 360-867-1877. To summarize then, it sounds like the individual that would uh, be most benefited from working with you is a person who uh, really does say to themselves that they want to get relief from their symptoms, but they also notice they don't seem to be doing the things that they need to be doing in order to be able to heal, so that there must be some unconscious processes at work. And, of course, uh, that's impossible for a person to be able to identify on their own because they're unconscious. Your particular approach allows for there to be a systematic review of all the possibilities so that the person would be able to identify the source of what's going on and also uh, release whatever might be holding them back from getting well. Is that summary fair uh, from your experience? Yeah, that's right. As you say, there, there can be lots of unconscious blocks to healing and so um, whether it's past trauma or inner objections or reversals so uh, through the muscle testing we can find out exactly what those blocks are and clear them out through energetic interventions. Thank you so much for being with us today Dr. Steve Fenwick. Well thanks Robert thanks for having me on I appreciate it. We have developed a, an association with a company in Olympia, Washington, to actually mail out by snail mail CDs of each and every radio program. So what you receive in the mail is the previous week's CD of the radio program. 
And so if you're interested in that, you can find information on the main website or go directly to the page that describes that. That page is www.radio.parkinsonsrecovery.com. So Parkinson's Recovery is all one word, dot com. My idea is that uh, you can uh, essentially obtain every program on a CD and then pass them around to everybody who is a friend, everybody in your support group, so that everybody can get the scoop on what we're learning from these incredible interviews with healthcare practitioners as well as individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. The idea is we want to get the word out there. Many people do not have computers. Some people have computers but hate listening to the programs on the computers. Some people have electromagnetic sensitivity, so this is an alternative way that you can be able to get the information that we're conveying from the radio interviews. You can always go up to the website and download any of the programs on an MP3 player for for free. They are will always be available up on the main Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network uh, website. So uh, this is not something that's uh, obligatory to be able to get the information. It's all out there. It's all readily available. But the reality is the format is precluding some people from being able to get the new good news about the many uh, possibilities that exist out there for what you can do to get relief from your symptoms. So uh, the programs are on CDs. The cost is minimal. You can subscribe and receive uh, CDs uh, every week, or you can uh, basically request the CDs of very specific programs programs that you'd like to be able to listen to on a CD player. So again, that website is www.radio.parkinsonsrecovery.com. My next week's program, which airs as it does every week at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, will be with Keith Zhang. And this particular topic is quite exciting, I must say. Keith talks about one approach after another, one therapy after another, one technique after another that are all free. They don't cost you a cent, and they are ways to be able to get sustained relief from stress. It's a really an incredible interview. I just did it a few days ago with him in person, and he's got idea after idea after idea of how you can get relief from stress in the moment. So it doesn't require visiting a healthcare practitioner or being able to get any particular special uh, assistance from another individual who is a qualified professional. These are techniques and approaches that you can do for yourself. They are self-help techniques. And again, the cool part about this interview with Keith saying is these are all approaches, these are all ideas, these are all things that you can do for yourself. And they do not cost a cent. Now, how cool is that? So join us next week, Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here at the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. And uh, you'll be able to hear my uh, interview with Keith Sang, which I must say is uh, just as outstanding, just as fascinating as was my interview today with Dr. Steve uh, Fenwick, mental health counselor and psychologist. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the men are handsome, 
all the women are smart and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this program that you are on the road to recovery. This is Robert Rogers. This is Parkinson's Recovery. Good day.